Hi, my name is Nariba Shepard. And this is Justin Arnett Graham. And this is, is Terms, Terms of Service. service. Right. We got it! Oh, Sick. Okay. It only took forever, but we did it. Kind forever of. Forever in a day. <sighs> but it's a journey. It's a journey. It well, is a journey. We're here. Yeah. How are you, how are you doing today, Justin? I'm actually really well. Mm-hmm. Did a little, little running today, did some meditation, did a lot of running around, but I'm focused on the positive. Oh. Yeah. How are you? You know, I'm trying to learn to be better at like being positive, but um, heard that my body Same. feels less like a piece of shit now than when I started this new job. So I think okay. I've gotten back into the like, so it's the, the groove of line cooking again. Which, All right, Stella, getting your groove back. Come I through mean, with it. Come you got to do what you got to do. It's end times. But in end times, <laughs> the phoenix rises from the ashes. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. You know. And so let's go. Yeah. Well. Hi. Hi. We have a guest again. Yes, we do. I'm super excited that you're here. So thank you, Rakita. Miss mm -hmm. Rakita Webb is with us. <laughs> How are you today? I'm wonderful. I'm excited to be here. Great. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm Great. feeling good. Yes. Thank Great. you. Of course. So how did how did we meet? How did, you mean just recently on this topic or just in general? In life. In life. We met when I was Way cocktailing, back. living my best life, running around that bar at Cortino. Ooh. <laughs> That's who we I met. I love me some Cortino. Yes. Okay. I mean, yes. that tortellini. Mm-hmm. With that prosciutto peas. Yes, absolutely. You don't got to sell it to me, but yes. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, again, hello. Thanks. Welcome. Hello. So, Hi. a little background. You know, regale the listeners with, with who you are. So Rakita Webb coming in hot from <laughs> Pittsburgh. I have been in Chicago now for about 10 years. This is now my home. Mm -hmm. I've, I've been in the service industry most of the time that I've been here. Okay. I have to tell the industry, hopping all over the place between serving, bartending, restaurants, hotels. Um, an industry gal. Industry, industry gal, gal. Mm -hmm. yeah. And yeah. now, you know as we'll talk about a little bit, just embarking on a whole new new career in life. New life, new lifestyle. Mm -hmm. New year, new me. New year, new you. Hell yeah. All right, 2021. <laughs> and I'm not going to make this such a big deal, mm -hmm. but I just have to put it out there. This episode is scheduled to drop on my birthday. Ooh. So just throwing that out there. Well... So it's going to be, it's going to be a special time. It's going to be extra this, special. This is a special time right here. Yes. This is the Virgo rising <laughs> power team because we did our research before we even started. <laughs> and, and what exactly does that mean? That Reba? means that we are presenting to the world like people that have it together. Okay. And we're trying to get there. Okay. But... You, you an Aquarius, mm -hmm. and you a double Scorpio, so, <laughs> you know? We're just out here, yeah. really we'll see. fooling yeah. people, we'll see. But, but 
we know that you're someone that like really grew from your experience in the industry to where you're at now and being able to recognize what well-being means and like what financial wellness because that's like where we're going into this um what that means when you're not working an hourly job that you're more dependent on than the people employing you are dependent on you absolutely so yeah we're just uh gonna take a little stroll down memory lane and then get us to where we are now yeah so i love that especially industry. i mean the the virgo rising as i just recently learned about but i think that's a great uh point of view and a great place to kind of set the tone for this conversation because you know i am starting this industry i don't pretend to know everything about it but that being said you know coming out of the service industry it is showing me that i have a, a long way to go and i I'm a far cry from having it all together, all right, far but cry. my my goal <laughs> is to, you know, take people along with me on this journey, you know, just as much, as, just as I'm learning it, mm -hmm. you know, right. Right. as it's being brought up to me, bring it up to everyone else so they can also get themselves together while I'm getting myself together. So let's just get it together. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm trying. Aren't we all <laughs> together? We're getting it together. Together, 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 yes. together. yes. <laughs> so, Rakita, you are you you have a significant history with within the industry. However, you, I wouldn't say industry adjacent. You have left the industry completely, right? Correct. Yes. And you, financial the financial sector. And this conversation is a part of a larger wellness topic. And I think it's really important for people to start understanding the impact of treating, treating this job as a mm -hmm. career and planning for the future and making sure that there are appropriate tools out there to, to help you get to where you're going. Together. 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 Yeah, so if you'd like to talk to us about about that. So for starts, you know, financial wellness in general. What does that even mean? Yeah. yeah. In the service industry, we can get into that. You know, it's a very broad way of just saying, recognizing what your finances are, how to manage them appropriately, strategizing your money, and planning for your future. Right? So going <laughs> into... <laughs> my service industry <laughs> hey and what exactly does that even mean right being responsible true you know i like that but <laughs> the financial wellness industry or in the service industry or lack thereof should we say mm -hmm. now going back to my many days in the service industry it's not something that we talk about i don't know about you guys but i was never out after work at happy hour with friends or late night having some drinks and oh. discussing you know, so how much of your cash are you going to be saving that you made tonight? Oh, or, girl. you know, what, you know, what are you doing? Are you managing any funds? Are you trading any stocks? Are you <laughs> investing? What are you doing? Are you, 
what about retirement, girl? Like, what are we doing with that? You know, all of this is real. We're cute. not. We're not talking <laughs> yeah. about that. We're, mm, we're, no. we're out talking about no. you know our love lives, who we want to talk, Lack who we want to hook up with, the, the gossip in the workplace, mm-hmm. whatever it is we're talking about, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's not you know unusual that this is not something that we um, know much about in our industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that being said, that's something that has inspired me to sort of turn my attention towards those people in the industry since that's where I came from. I'm well aware that that's not a topic in our right. everyday mm-hmm. conversation. Yeah. So I want to make sure that I'm not leaving behind my peers and the people that are near and dear to me that I've, these, these relationships that I've developed in the industry and learning all of this, you know, great education, this, this finance, 101 Mm -hmm. and not lending that education to the people that i know could use it i respect that i think that respect on that i think that i never thought about like saving money or like investing in anything until i was like in a management position because then i was like oh maybe i'm making extra money and i should do something with this but it's hard to find tools out there that like really work for you and also like procrastination is real and like everything you just said my one of my older brothers has been like on me since i was 18 about like you should start saving and you should like get a credit (laughs) card and use it this way and i'm just like this is really overwhelming (laughs) i feel like i have no pennies to rub together and you want me to save one of them? <laughs> like, I heard heard that. So I think, you know, I'm really interested in knowing, like, what are ways to sort of get people to understand the importance of financial stability in, like, their work? So let's take it back to something that you Sorry. just said <laughs> maybe just a few seconds ago. You know, mm-hmm. you didn't recognize that as even being something that was of importance until you get into the manager role, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so that's something, you know, I think about often. Why is it that we think that that's when our life starts or when we have to, like, why is it, what is it about our job as a server, bartender, dishwasher, line cook, whatever it is that we're doing that makes us feel like we're on pause? And things don't start, you know, we don't start adulting Mm -hmm. until we're giving this role that tells us that it's time to start adulting, like that manager title. Then all of a sudden we're thinking, even though in most cases in this industry, we all know when you're promoted to a manager, you're probably making less money. Yes. Let them know. Mm -hmm. Let them know. (laughs) And that's on period. So, yes. Yeah. (laughs) You know, now that's when it's like, okay, now let's take it seriously. Now we need to start doing planning and recognizing that we have this, you know, quote unquote, real job. And I think the idea of a real job is the structure Mm -hmm. that that comes with it. Mm -hmm. Being a manager within the hospitality industry, it it is structured. Being a server or a bartender could feel less structured Mm -hmm. because you can drop a shift, Mm -hmm. you can pick up a shift, et cetera. But yeah, that's, that's spot on. Yeah. I think the accountability for, at least in my experience went up a lot. And I felt like, I think that managers tend to 
lead you to believe that this is where you want to be and like everything you're doing right now isn't really that's like it's work but it's not like real work you're not doing as much exactly yeah and i think that's a part of why we feel like we're on pause a lot is because everyone is telling us that this isn't the real part of your job which makes you feel like insignificant Mm -hmm. and and it's like why why should i be saving my money when it doesn't even matter because i'm not doing anything with it anyway because you don't have time to take off to like do any trips you you can't afford to not be working so you can't like take a class or something because people are like well if i'm working 80 hours a week what am i going to fit in time for like a class to further your education and maybe get you interested in things outside of this thing that you know because it also starts feeling like you're working per shift yeah you're like that's how your money is structured and with management it seems to be like well you're looking towards a bi-weekly paycheck Mm -hmm. and that just feels feels different and it feels like stability because you know you're getting that money Mm -hmm. guaranteed i like that yeah it feels like stability Mm -hmm. yeah but it's not but it's not (laughs) but but it's not (laughs) but it's not no you have to plan for stability Mm -hmm. is that right you have to plan for stability. God damn it. You have to plan for stability. But yeah, I like that you said that because it's important that we take responsibility for that. There's there's a time. I mean, we were adults early on in our careers, right? <laughs> there was nothing. Some of us. Nobody, <laughs> you know, nobody chimed in and said, oh, because now you're a manager, now all of a sudden you're this adult. Um, and then Children going back to what being, you had said. Managers. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah. <laughs> And then going back to what you were saying Mary, about like the education and people feeling like they don't have the time to go and get the education that they feel like they need, you know, but look around half the people that have moved out of the industry, they didn't have to get any type of degrees whatnot. Mm-hmm. The managers, mm-hmm. for God's sake, certainly didn't, mm-hmm. you know, they just got pulled up into this role just because they did. Yeah. And, but that's part of the problem too, because they just transitioned these people from a server position into a manager role without any sort of education of, okay, now that you're doing this, this is what, these are the kind of, you know, work benefits are given to you, but they're Mm -hmm. just kind of thinking, okay, well we made it. I'm a manager (laughs) now. They gave me some benefits that are like, want, want, like who knows what they are. I've reached the summit. <laughs> they mm-hmm. just That's like, how they feel. incentivize you and mm-hmm. make you feel like you're getting this, like, you know, some kind of a benefit package. Mm-hmm. And then you move on, even though the salary is less, even though the responsibility is more, the hours are longer, mm-hmm. you know, and all of these things. But and let them know. My, yes. yeah. my question <laughs> is, why is it that like we have to put that on each other then because if we try to put it on management for example these past few weeks i've reached out to different restaurant owners different mm-hmm. restaurant groups telling them you know hey my name's rakita this is what i want to do you know i feel like there needs to be a there's a step that we're missing here in the industry where we're onboarding people and we're not giving them anything to think about it's just like here you are we're very mm-hmm. uh, disposable you know they'll, they'll tell you right mm-hmm. away in the server server bartender whoever you are you can be replaced they don't care (laughs) right if you show up for a shift late you can be fired immediately they're not going to blink an eye at that so it puts that in your mind making you feel like you already are thinking like you're already less than in the first place right Mm -hmm. you're already feeling like okay my job my job doesn't really matter 
they also know that you're making a lot of cash so they're also making you feel like well that is where you're winning we don't have to do anything extra to help you out yeah. <laughs> like yeah, you're true. winning yeah. just it's like the horse having the all this cash sort of, you know dangling the making prize this money and we know that you're making more money than half of us over here mm-hmm. so like you already are being told that you're pretty much on your own you're using their restaurant as a place to bring in regulars and bring in people and earn your income and then you go home they not they're not willing to invest in you in the same way that they're investing in their management team and other people that are mm-hmm. you know and higher in the hierarchy if you will right yeah and so continue oh, yeah oh, i'm sorry so going back to my conversation with them i was surprised because there was some recognition in that a lot of them were like you know what that is true we don't do that and we don't onboard people and let them know these are the benefits that you've re- that you're receiving this is what they mean mm-hmm. this is what they cover this is what they don't cover you know they don't sit down and talk to you about that you just check boxes you move on with your life they and then you start that working and you just and you think that's moving. all you have to do there's no education on now that you're making more income or less income how do mm-hmm. i manage my funds what do i do moving forward basic stuff just yeah you know 60 20 20 like live off 60% of your income, 20% save, you have 20%, do what you want to do. What is oh. this thing that you are talking <laughs> yes, about? Yes, girl, I'm telling you, these are things what? that like, if I knew this stuff when I was out here just bringing in all that cash in Cortino, just wor- working that floor, yeah. I like, would be taking notes, having <laughs> all kinds of money saved up. Right. And this pandemic wouldn't have been as devastating to the people <clears throat> yeah. as it is now. Because they didn't have any of this stuff planned out, any cushion. Because it was like, you know, make money, deplete, repeat. Exactly. <laughs> deplete, repeat. Just keep doing it, and you know that next shift's more cash. We were is out come. here living lives, being like, people need to eat, people need to drink. This mm-hmm. will always be here. Mm-hmm. And in the last year, I have learned so much about where my money goes. And Isn't that something? Yeah. It's that I have to take something like this. Yeah. 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 And we're living off of, I mean, unemployment. And if yeah. you're making, if you have a, a job now at this point in the industry, great. But if you're like most people, you're on unemployment and they're still surviving. And it's very mm-hmm. eye opening. In the very beginning of this, I was like, wait a minute, I can live off of this? That's <laughs> where that's what I'm was my money going? <laughs> what is happening? But that's. I'm hoping is getting people well making them motivated like you most people probably don't leave the industry job because it's they're thinking well I'm gonna make less money if I go to another place mm-hmm. you know they have degrees yeah. there's there's opportunity out there for them but if they take that job what is it gonna be half of their income but now I'm hoping it makes people feel like you know what you can live off of less and, and then that could be a point of transition going into that role where now you're making less but you're used to it now and then now you can get to that point where you're making even more than you will ever make. If that makes sense. I feel that. like my brain did like a heavy question mark. Like, wait, after this is done, I can still survive on the money that I'm yeah. making now. But what will happen when bars and restaurants open up again and I go and I give them my money that I earn from bars and restaurants? I think that's a big thing as yeah. well. Like, we don't have any money for ourselves because we then go and put it into other bars and restaurants. Man, after that work. exactly, there. and it's like this vicious cycle. But that I think that was the other thing when I went into a management role. I was like, oh shit, I can't like 
go out and turn up as much because I have to be back earlier in the morning. And I did realize that I was like, I'm saving money. And I'm less tired the next day. Look at this balance. But I still like, I wish there was more of a conversation about like, okay, the first time someone was like, would you like a 401k? And I was like, hell yeah, sign me up for that. But I didn't understand like the terms and conditions, I guess, of that. The terms of service. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. I'm like, we're almost there. There. They don't tell you about the terms of service of your 401k and like what you're actually buying into. And like, what are they like helping you? Are they meeting you? Is does your job care about you enough to like match what you're investing in yourself? And I think that a lot of jobs don't give a shit about that part. They just want someone who's going who's already been there to move forward and continue being in this like cycle of you're part of the industry. You are the industry. And like, you have to be dirty and stay dirty to like make it, but you're not using any of the money you're getting in like to fund your, to fund yourself. Yeah. It's just sort of like to exist. And I think that I learned mostly in this pandemic that we need to be beyond that. And I think also going back to work during a pandemic in the restaurant industry is like really helping me to focus in on like my regular boundaries as a person. But it's also making me aware of like how much I need to make more money than I think I do to actually save money. So my brain hasn't adjusted to, you can save money while you're making less than you were before. And I'm trying to get there, but it's hard. (laughs) It's possible. I know it's possible. My entire experience when I started in, in this industry, I'd be like, I have to make more money to make sure that I'm financially secure but Rakita just told us that's not true. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it just, and even hearing it in my mind. Sounds foreign. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and Think about all the money that we use on things. I mean, if after work at Bijan's, if they didn't, I mean, if I can ooh. take any of that money back. Ooh, Bijan's. <laughs> Memories. <laughs> I mean, if I could take back that money, I mean, I was just. Going out, I would have two glasses of wine and maybe a beer, and who knows, maybe a shot or two, and seventy dollars eight hours later, and I'm like, because you just Easy. be like tipping and Easy. acting like you yep. know what, I gotta support my boy, like right. what's up, like yes. meanwhile I could have right. gone to wherever yeah. and just pay full price, and it yeah. would have cost me less. Right. You want to support? <laughs> you want to support somebody else without supporting home first? Yes. So absolutely, and that's it's wild. It's wild. Yeah. Oof. Well, we just. So we got to take that in real quick. Yeah. I'm like, hold on. We'll just take a sip of this. That just brought me right. back. Sparkling. Right. No yeah. groany. Hold on. Right. Yes. So delightful. It is delightful. Just uh, another NA Bev. Yeah. To fuck like my shit NA. up. Exactly. No. So this one is contains like Monday gin. Um. The aperitif. Wait, you weren't here when we like talked about it and sipped a little bit. I overheard Damn. a little bit when I was. It's it's so it tastes like 
Campari. Like if they had a baby, we said, right? It was yeah. Like Campari and... An right. NA baby. Yeah, an NA baby. baby. Yeah. <laughs> Spirit free. And... Spirit free baby. It, like... It has all the hallmarks of a very, like, easy, sippable cocktail without making you feel like you're not having a cocktail. All right. Well said. It's, Absolutely. That's it's the... Me. It's the experience mm-hmm. of having the cocktail while not. Yeah. <laughs> and it feels and it feels divine. It does. <laughs> because this is so smooth. Yeah. And I so I know I messed up the way that I was supposed to pronounce it in the conversation prior. But mm. it is it's called the soda component is a keynoto. Did I say it right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and that's like really bitter, but it doesn't, it's sweet, but bitter. And it doesn't really like, I don't know, man. It's, it tastes like an Aperol spritz without the Aperol or the spritz. (laughs) It's delightful. Shout out to your girl, Ashley C. I'm pretty good. Yeah. I was like, thank you so much, Ashley Christine. Thank you. you. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers. Boom. (laughs) That's a social distance cheers right there. We just talked about that earlier. You don't you don't bump the top, you bump the bottom. We're all bottom you bitches now. Oh, okay. Because well, so what are we talking about? You, Only I mean, bum to- touching. Okay, so it's a top and bottoms conversation. Okay, <laughs> heard that. Okay. Yeah. So just <clears throat> just throwing that throwing that out there. There so- it is. <laughs> Okay. I just lost my train. Yeah, we just spiraled out yeah. all the way out of the conversation, but we're gonna we're gonna reel it back in real, real quick. It. Yeah. Well, like, I like what you were saying about you know, four hundred one k. You're like, what mm-hmm. is that? Who knows what it is? Who is she? You know, she? you get it through work. Mm-hmm. But it's like, what if you don't? You know, like most serving positions don't or not offer something like this. A company yeah. match is gonna be very hard to find mm-hmm. in the service industry. Mm-hmm. But the, one of the things I like talking about with people is just realizing again, we don't have to wait for someone else to do it for us. Cause if we were to wait in the industry until we got this other job that then presents us, the HR director presents us with like, hey, here's this package <laughs> all beautifully wrapped up in a bow. But be, I want that. That would be great. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. It'd be great. But I mean, I started in the industry when I was, Lord. 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 I like that one. Mm-hmm. 18 or so. And I'm 41 now. Oh, but she and if don't I look it, though. <laughs> not, oh, not God. at all. Not at all. Well, thank you very much. Killing him. You, but Killing him. Every day I wake up feels like 41. Well, you know what? You but, don't um, carry it. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. But yeah, it's like something that if I wouldn't have waited until I got this job, and I probably was in my mid-30s the first time that I was even given this opportunity for a retirement Mm -hmm. account, right? But imagine Mm -hmm. where I would have been had I took this open one myself. I mean, I'm sure, you know, I heard about it, you know, through the grapevine or something, but I didn't know where I was supposed to go to do that. Like, where do you go to take care of that? Like, you can Google something, you'll get about 30 million websites. (laughs) And then you don't know which one is the right one to do and what they mean. And And then you just give up (laughs) and you go on Amazon and you give them your money. Correct. God. Correct. Just, it keeps. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah, because. Oh, I'm sorry. uh, Please. No, I was just mentioning how even if you do have that curiosity, Mm -hmm. 
the idea of talking about your finances, talking about money, which in we general, don't, we're not supposed it, to do that. Not supposed to do that. Yeah. Not supposed Taboo. to do that. It's mm -hmm. so, it, it, where does that come from? I, I understand from like a respect perspective. The man. It comes from the man. Mm -hmm. And yeah. the separation of making people feel like they're important but not having to pay them the, their, their level of importance. And I had a conversation with my friend literally the other day about like this guy who has worked for his boss for like years now and he opened up a secondary location and promised to like put him in this new location but then like that didn't happen and he hired like this whole new management staff. So he was like a bartender who was trying to like get that promotion and then they like left him in the same position gave him more responsibilities didn't give him more money and mm. then like when he asked to like at least be recognized as like a bar lead or someone like who creates the cocktails that he's serving then like he was like well it's all in the, a title like the manager is now saying it's all mm -hmm. in a title. And I'm like, about? Why? that exactly. And I feel like I talked about that a lot, like with my staff. I'm like, listen, you don't even know. Like when you get to this side of it, it's like you're doing, doing, doing. And, but all of it is like expected of you because it is your job. But right. when I did the math of like <laughs> what my salary was for the, 90 to 100 hours I was working a Stop. week it was like I literally am paying my staff more let's, let's let that sit in for a second cause mm. you're paying <laughs> mm -hmm. your employees more than you are earning what is that about but it's still not a, always a livable wage for okay. the employees right. right which is another thing that we have to like think about so yeah <laughs> it's just like how am i supposed to save money on a 16 dollar an hour situation right and this <clears throat> it makes answer. me think <laughs> it, it makes me think of you know rakita when you were in the industry what sort of programs were were out there? I mean, I mean, or, none or, that were brought yeah, up to me. Right. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, maybe in the small print somewhere there was like a little brochure or something tied up into my little handbook or something that that was like, call this number if you have any questions. And I'm talking about even when I was in a manager position. Alone. You know, when I was working as a sales manager, you know, there was still no. No, uh, you know, here it was. Here you go. Here's your benefits. I was like, okay, I get some benefits. This You're is like, nice. we're here now. You know, we're here yeah. now. Where I'm at. Yeah. You know, but there was no like, this is what this means. This is what this covers. Um, no extra education given. It was just like take it or leave it situation, mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's what mm -hmm. it, that's pretty much all it is. Um, as far as programs, though, no sort of. I'm talking about in any capacity, fi financial wellness. Mm -hmm mental health was any any kind of yeah. um extra assistance. cherry on top mm -hmm. assistance yeah. besides this is your job come in here make this cash and go about your right. business 
Well, because finance, financial wellness is such a heavy, a heavy part of mental health. Like when you don't have it, mm-hmm. that's all you're thinking about. Mm-hmm. And that's terrifying, you know, and it gets to be a point that, that I've experienced to where you just have enough and you will tolerate bullshit because you want to maintain the little bit that you have Mm -hmm. and you start looking at you know you have your primary account and you might have a savings account and that and that's it but then when you start looking at the savings account you're like well or you or or you don't okay it's okay (laughs) right yeah (laughs) oh no i have a savings account but up until like two years ago Mm -hmm. it was to save my checking from overdrafting right and that's spot that's on to what i was going to mention yeah yeah but like now it's... i have a savings account that isn't attached to my bank account and it has a bunch of rules and restrictions so i'm i'm actually forced to save it oh because it'll penalize you if you don't it's like you can only remove this amount of money yeah. this week and you can't like do it too many times mm-hmm. a month. Or we're gonna take some of that money for us. <sighs> <sighs> but you know, it's for the greater good. Yeah. Of myself in the future. My future self will be happy. Yeah. My current self is like underwhelmed. Right now, <laughs> we're like working right too now. hard these days to be sitting around thinking that we're still gonna work this hard later in life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. We've gotta do something about it so that we're not but um what are your thoughts on this? I'm trying to think how to phrase this. So going back to what you said about, um, you know, we're making a certain amount of money. How do we even save where we're barely making yeah. this and that, you know? You know, the, the one word answer to that would be budget, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So I can only speak for myself a situation, <laughs> but I know I was living well outside of my means. Oh, yeah. For <laughs> sure. Um, you know, if I was going back to what we were talking about, that 60, 20, 20 that I was telling you about. Mm-hmm. So 60% going towards fixed expenses, things that you have to spend money on, rent. Mm-hmm. Literally writing the bills, down. Right. things like that. Yeah. And then 20% should be going to right into your savings account. And then the other 20% could be for whatever you want to be for. See, this spend is the good 2020. That uh, That's the that good 2020 <laughs> right there. That, <laughs> that's it. Where was she? <laughs> That is for, the good 2020. She don't know us. <laughs> she don't know us. Never she heard of us. us. She sure. never heard of she us. She lost my number. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> but nonetheless, that is where we get into that struggle because, and and follow me on this because I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm thinking as I'm saying this. So <laughs> I'm I'm thinking that in the industry, you know, we're we're working and we're serving people all day, right? And we're witnessing them in in this alternate universe that we're not a part of at this time because we're working and we're just running around doing what mm-hmm. they need us to do and they're living their best life they're out they're drinking they're being merry they're eating all the fine foods and the fine drinks there's a point where you feel like at least i did where i'm like you know after i'm working all this time i when's it my turn to do this yes like yeah. i'm sick of being the one serving you all day long i'm ready for me to not go out and be served and taken care of and all of this now whether or not that fits into our budget that's not even the first thought ever. Not at <laughs> like, all. <laughs> it's almost like we deserve it. You feel like it's like 
I didn't do all of this. And then we have a passion for the food and the passion yeah. for the drink. Mm-hmm. We understand it more than any person, most patrons that sit down and enjoy it and just kind of wolf it down and chug it, you know? Mm-hmm. There's something about that that I totally get, but I say all of that to say that there is a psychology around why we do live outside of our means. Oh, I like in this. that way because we, <laughs> we we tend to, you know, we're always in a in a mindset of being a server and serving people. But what about us? Mm-hmm. And then that's also what where society comes in and it's making us feel like we are less than because we are doing this. And think about it. I mean, how many times have I been running around somebody? You, you, we all had that customer. We all had that guest that was just off the top of my head. Someone once said to me, I'm just carrying all these plates. I'm busting the table. And like, oh, oh, my God, I don't know how you do it. I could never do this. You're so talented. Ma'am, 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 you can leave. Right <laughs> but you can go back the way you there's came. There's a feeling that is just almost like just making me feel like, wow, like I, I, I feel less than you that are sitting at this table enjoying your best life while I'm over here serving you all the time. Because they and the way that we get out of that mentality, the they, they exactly did. Yep. And then there's a part of you that gets out of that when you go out and wine and dine because you kind of were like. I too am also like these people mm-hmm. and I can also go out and do all these things. Can we afford to? We don't know. Not the point. <laughs> we going out and we doing this. Okay. And just like the bill's about to be paid. Just like, Oof, so. right. So we just deal with it. We get our in- discount, God willing somewhere. <laughs> and we hope that does something. For Knock us. on wood. Right. But, but then also you then make up for it in, in your, your gratuity. T- so you're don't still you spending you're more, probably more, more, mm-hmm. more. But there's well, psychology behind it. I think that there's something happening over time that leads to these, you know, we've all seen it, depression, alcohol abuse, drug use, mm-hmm. all these things that have become a part of our culture. And also not a part of the budget. And not a- also not a big <laughs> part of the budget. So, But these are all the things that are happening and we've come to know it as just to be a part of our culture and, and mm-hmm. we're, we've all identified it and we accepted it, you know, and then we moved on from it. Mm-hmm. But... I think that fits into our financial wellness too and how we if we're not seeing ourselves as equal to our patrons or to the people that we work for then we're not going to act the same as them as well okay i agree i agree yeah. with that i yeah. damn <laughs> i feel like i just got emotionally read for like all of my behavior in the last like five years oh this is me by the way this is no like read this is this is how i like since i've been in this new career of mine i these are things i recognize so at the very beginning stages i was supposed or i gave out these market surveys so i Mm -hmm. I would conduct these market surveys and you reach out to the people that are your friends Mm -hmm. so my friends are all in the industry Mm -hmm. and you ask these seven questions and your questions like you know um what are your thoughts on the financial service industry who do you turn to for um, support or for questions about your finances? You know, things like that. And across the board, it's like, well, I, I don't know. That's something that like rich people do or people that yeah, have like that? this corporate yep. nine to five mm-hmm. job do. Or, you know, that's oh, adulting girl. I'm not ready for that. Like that's some, you know, and it's like there is a common thread there. And it's like and I was a part of it. I mean, yeah. like I said, you know, I'm not very young. You know, to me, I was. You know, this was just two years or three years ago that I was just the same exact 
way thinking like you know that's something that i'll do eventually mm-hmm. it's not something that i need to worry about right now but then i interviewed my other peers that i grew up with like from high school or people that have like these Ooh, corporate nine to five jobs and whatnot mm-hmm. and they're like oh girl yeah i've I've been, yeah. I've been doing this and I've been investing in Robin Hood and all this other stuff. Like, what the and, hell? Like and I was like, wait a wow. minute, what is happening right now? Like, why, why did I know about this? You've never talked yeah. about, we have been best friends for 20 something years and I didn't know about any of this stuff because we don't talk about finances. The holdout. The holdout. Yeah. Mm. And here I am feeling left behind <laughs> like the rest yeah. of my peers in, in the yeah. service industry. Well, they're out here just pretty much ready for retirement yeah. for an early retirement at that. Well, that reminds me of a conversation that you and I had not not too long ago, Rakita, to where when when certain milestones are are hit within the hospitality industry, it feels like such a surprise, right? Like when people buy a house and they're mm-hmm. in the industry, mm-hmm. it's shocking. Yes. It is like, shocking. How do you do that? Yeah, it's shocking like to unicorn, them and like- it's shocking to everyone that that they know mm-hmm. and that's just part of the behavior as well because that is something that you know if if it interests you you should have access to mm-hmm. yeah however you have to plan for it yeah and thank you for saying that plan. yeah and I, yeah and yeah. i think the plan i think the plan of it becomes daunting mm-hmm. so how do we kind of remove that stigma from the planning and investing in yourself i mean it, off the first thing i would i mean not to plug what i do in this whole situation um please but yeah, it. Yeah. that is exactly We're here to give you money that is exactly <laughs> why it's so important to me to try to gear my practice towards people in the industry mm-hmm. you know it's not gonna make me rich by any means god knows I, I that's just how it is and why a lot of people in this industry in my financial service industry tend to go after people and higher income levels because that is where the money is but that's mm-hmm. not the people that need the help the most mm-hmm. in my opinion yeah um that being said my goal is to create a space where people feel comfortable and not judged and and safe that they can talk about the things that they probably are not going to want to sit with an advisor that shows up in you know her lubies and like you know doing her thing and right. you're like wait a minute now i'm gonna sit here and tell you about how poorly i've been behaving over god right. knows how many years mm-hmm. and what are you gonna think about that and and you're gonna look at me like girl you're not even like i'm not gonna make any money off of you like what are we gonna do with you you know what i'm saying yeah. there is a step that has to happen in between when you can get into all the fun sexy part of planning which is like all the There's investing there is a fun and sexy part <laughs> oh, of it once yeah. you get that you know foundational work done and you get to that point but in our industry that foundational work is going to be where people are going to have to start mm-hmm. and it's just as simple as like you keep saying planning but mm-hmm. to answer your question yeah sitting down with someone who's doing the work for you like it's 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 not going to be it's it's not going to be daunting don't get me wrong because mm-hmm. you first have to take that step i mean yeah. Yeah. my you everyday struggle it's ta- talking to people and getting them to even consider accept yeah. and care about their future and accept that there's some changes need to be made now once we get there it's a, a a hand-holding process which i'm excited to do because you know i call it you know let's be accountability partners you know i'm gonna do my best to hold you accountable yes 
so that you don't have to be the one holding yourself accountable by yourself because it's hard it's listen <laughs> that's how i feel i can't be in charge of me all the time <laughs> like i know that i know I that mean, i am Man, but like but. And, it, and, it, it, and it's not supposed to be easy but it's just the same as you know any other specialty if you got a toothache you can try to figure out yourself you True. get a dentist so if you need some help with figuring out that's where you're the going, layman's terms you that, that. That i feel like people need need to so you hear. mean you, know? you you don't not go to the dentist and just right. pack it with clove <laughs> as a natural <laughs> antiseptic <laughs> no that is real that's Stop. real that's that real. Is okay real. yes okay. That is real. okay well all right. Tips and tricks of <laughs> being poor in the service industry. But also, you don't have to, I mean, I don't want to even call myself out one more time, but. Go ahead. I was this not is an open space. poor in the industry. I was right. making monies. <laughs> okay, that money okay. You're like, you're like the, money, the money was being made. However, I the money was being managed. It. it was not being <laughs> managed. Correct. Mm. So we were not poor. We are not poor in this industry. No. Okay, no. we are just not. No, so even a, tracking our income. Right. Question for you, Walking out because with I am. <laughs> oh, I've been a ride or die back of house person forever. Okay. So I've never been in a tipped position. Okay. Tip culture, and like, how do you think that plays into the? I, from what I see is like the lack of investing in self because like when I think about what I've heard front of house staff being tipped out and I'm like, that's my whole fucking <laughs> weekly paycheck. Yeah. But yeah, I like what, okay, so I guess what is the relation between making more money but still not investing in yourself in like, in your financial stability and follow up to that do you think that being able to make more than an hourly rate with tips do you think that that sort of forces people or like causes people to be less thoughtful about their money because it's like seems like a like a renewable source you know, it's like constantly renewing itself. People are going to come in and they're going to give you their money. And that is understood. Whereas like if you're in the back of house, if it's not very busy, you get cut and you go home. So you're mm -hmm. losing the same hours, mm -hmm. but you're not making the same money. There is the elements of that do come obviously happen, happen on, on the front of house as well. Mm -hmm. But I do believe there is a... There's a significant disparity between, you know, obviously the income level from front of house versus back of house. Like front of the house is in like service and bartenders and mm -hmm. stuff, including like, yeah, because I'm sure with like hosts and everyone mm -hmm. else, it's it's a whole nother ball game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But to answer your question, yes yeah. and yes. Yeah. Like there's okay. definitely a difference. It's hard to manage your funds and to plan on anything when you're not even sure what's coming in. It's, it's so mm -hmm. up and down, mm -hmm. you know, it's coming. You know, on a Friday, mm -hmm. most likely you're going to make decent money on a Saturday. Some Mondays you might walk out there with $20. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's probably easier for someone who's making that salary, even though it's less, for them to manage because they can simply, it's easier for them to follow that 60, 20, 20, because they can literally say each month, this is exactly what I make and take that dollar amount, 20% of that and put it away. They don't have to think too much about it. It would take us to actually have a spreadsheet out, type in what you make every day. Mm-hmm 
keep track of that, come up with an average, figure out what the average is per month. That would be your salary. Take that in half bi-weekly and actually figure it out, which sounds difficult, but it's really not. If you're looking at, you know, we file our taxes, you're looking at what you made last year, take that, figure out what your salary mm -hmm. is, and it's the same thing. You this know, is very comforting. Like you saying, it can be easy. It can You can be do easy. this. It can be no. easy. And yes, you're gonna, there's, you know, I always tell people, bite size, it doesn't have to be overnight. If you're committing to saving 200 bucks a month, if that's based on your salary, 20%, take that if a month comes by that you can't do it then you don't do it you know it's just about having a plan in place so that mm -hmm. when you are doing so that you are at least are actively trying to do yeah. something mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying it may not it's not supposed to be perfect or 100 percent of the time it can be god willing we want it to be yeah. but it could just be as simple as just having a goal and setting it and then just doing that okay i didn't make but any yeah, resolutions tip, tip culture this does year, make but... it harder for sure because yeah it's cash you know, but it's Cash no is different than, money to me. than somebody like myself who's operating off a of 1099. You know, it's no different than that when you mm -hmm. don't know my salary fluctuate, fluctuates all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, and I have to figure it out, too. So that's the thing As I want people in the service industry to start treating themselves like they're operating their own business. And they are an independent contractor working and operating for themselves. And they need to absolutely they need to act accordingly mm -hmm. and take it seriously. And as and all the passions that I see behind it, put that into themselves, too. And not and don't just let you know don't just be making money for the owners of the restaurant you work for yeah you know what i mean yeah make it work for you too we do not mean <laughs> you know what I mean? we do i think there's just so much to, to yeah say. <laughs> and i, I feel mean, like this is me. just like an introduction yeah. <laughs> conversation yeah. to like what that should be like but mm -hmm. my brain wants to first of all before i even get into what my brain wants i just want to point out that like as a black woman you are creating a resource for this community to that. sort of help stabilize the future of the community and completely agree you're doing the lord's work if you're into the lord that's I cool am, I am there you go mm -hmm. you're doing the lord's work and uh, i just want to say thank you so much for like giving back the knowledge that you have learned from being in the industry and now going into this new journey back to the industry. Because I feel like a lot of people walk away from it and they're like, nope, mm -mm, it didn't do anything for me by whatever. Instead of yeah. like realizing that you were a member of this community and you were affected by the lack of, I don't know, financial stability that exist within the walls of these industries yeah. but you know i just yeah first of all thank you for yeah. saying that yeah. I, I feel like that is completely you know completely this this agree. is something that you know going back to me leaving the industry i mean i was laid off you know during the pandemic i didn't have a choice you know i mm -hmm. i had to reinvent myself i had to pivot i had to figure it out you know i i was told at the time maybe your position might be available four months we'll see you know, but I'm not the kind of person. I mean, I mean, I couldn't afford to wait to see what will happen. Mm -hmm. I had to figure it out. Yeah. So I did, and you know, it took me time to even own and and make it my own. It was more of like, this is what I need to do for work to make money. So this is what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And then as time went on, it became something that I was just like, wow, you know. And and keeping in mind in this industry, there's only but two other black 
females in the company that I work for. Okay. okay. Nonetheless, females. Mm-hmm. I mean, so that's a big responsibility for me. That, but also in recognizing, you know, the way that I grew up and not having that. I mean, take take outside of the service industry. I mean, this came mm-hmm. well before that. I mean, nobody was sitting down with you after college and sitting down and you know, if you went to college or even after high school and entering the workforce, mm-hmm. no one sits down with you and says, okay. You're an adult now. This is what you do. <laughs> this is what you start doing, putting this in place. You know, people are going to look at you like, yeah, we'll do that later. We'll exactly. Figure that out. Like, I'm only 20 something. Like, please, we'll do this another time. Come talk to me when I'm in my 30s. And then what happens? 30s, 40s. And we talk about this a lot. The cost of waiting. It costs you more money to save the longer that you wait. Because that obviously. In it's- my soul. <laughs> Dang. It hits me in my soul, too, because I waited, you know, and yeah. then I work with people in their 20s. And they have it, you know, way easier. You know, they can save a third of what I saved in order to get to the same goal. You know, I used to get mad when I like went on the Internet and saw people that I like went to high school with or college. I'm like, how are you affording to go on four vacations a year? And it's because they're in Africa, they're in Thailand. Per quarter. Yeah, they're vacationing per quarter. Per quarter. Absolutely. (laughs) And I'm like, what is happening here? But it's a it's because they planned that out they have that discretionary income they put aside and that's not even part of their savings mind you they're saving it's that other 20 that we talked about that they're using that and then do whatever they want with it and they just save that for traveling i mean it's it sounds like i'm just making it sound like it's just so simple so easy but you make it sound simple and easy but also like made up at the same time <laughs> and i'm i promise you it's not made up i know it's not i made believe up. you but it's just as simple as that once you have a plan and i stand by this it just becomes a part of your lifestyle and doesn't feel like anything like it another just feels routine. like things that you just like you just get up in the morning and do your life like brush your teeth whatever it is you do in the morning like that's it's just becomes second nature and then you just become obsessed with seeing the your account grow and all these things happen that you start being like okay like this my is, strange addiction this is now my priority <laughs> stabilizing my future yeah <laughs> my strange Oh, don't get me started on that show. <laughs> on the next episode. Yes. But yes, <laughs> not supposed to be scary. More of a, you know, start somewhere, take mm-hmm. a small step, and then yeah. take it from there. I could do that. Maybe. <laughs> I can do it. You can do it. Okay. <laughs> you can. You, you can do it. Can. If I can do it, anyone can do it. And that's what I want that to be my, my tagline. I can do it. Together. The mess that I can come out of the industry. I wasn't saving a penny. And if this pandemic, like we talked about, showed us anything is... That even on a lesser income we can save, mm-hmm. we're just gonna take that with us moving forward, mm-hmm. okay. and be able to save even more because you know the energy's gonna be up and popping again, be making that money again, and then, and then it's just gonna be easier, and you're just gonna be like, well, I already was saving, now I'm just gonna take it up a notch. Okay. <laughs> yes. You have to. So, like, what you're saying is, <laughs> when you start doing it, and if you start making more money. The amount that you're saving increases, increases as well. As well. Yes. You don't just like, you're like, well. <laughs> Keep it at what the same 20%. What if I just the next one? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I can do that. That yeah. seems like a reasonable, responsible, I'm not going to say adult thing to do because we should all be doing it. Right. Yeah. But it feels like, like the adult thing to do. <laughs> I would say. I would I say it's a part of adulting. Mm-hmm. And... You know, maybe adulting started a little late for me, but that's fine. That's better <laughs> Listen, late than never. Better you know, late than never. I think 
Sorry, I got distracted. Me too. By a very large <laughs> Please bottle. finish that sentence so that people don't think, they're like, what? It's a very large bottle. <laughs> yes. Of champagne. Yes. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yes. A magnum-sized bottle of champagne has entered the room. Yes. So, thank From you. our friends over at Charles Heidsick. Heidsick. Thank you. Thanks, I'd like to, I'd like to touch on briefly the idea of financial wellness in, in hospitality seems to always lean towards ownership, the structure of, of the business and not necessarily on the individual Mm -hmm. and just ideas of, you know, collective bargaining unionization because there are there are parts of that conversation and that trajectory that it's just not all financial Mm -hmm. you know it's it's about other elements of of wellness and like we touched upon earlier financial wellness is such a significant part of your overall mental Mental health. health yeah and i just I go I go back and forth with the idea of collective bargaining, yeah. unionization. I just yes, um, from the industry perspective, everyone needs to be taken care of. It like this is such an inequitable industry. And also, if I can just you know rewind to what Nuriba had mentioned earlier, is I would like to thank you as well because the commitment to the work that you are doing is part of what helps make this industry more mm-hmm. equitable. Mm-hmm. And that is the mm-hmm. education of it. So, And also helping to change the culture right. behind like what we should and shouldn't be doing at specific times in our lives, which a lot of my interactions with other adults in the service industry has been about like you know what are you doing to like prepare for the future and i'm like future what who that like you mean tomorrow like yeah exactly (laughs) like tomorrow and the day after that and i think that being more aware of like what we can do to better ourselves separate from the industry but still being a part of the industry is what is the change that we need we need to start caring about ourselves actually instead of like burning ourselves into the ground Mm -hmm. to like produce for other people and then we're just like emotionally and mentally and financially depleting ourselves because i know that i've gone to work I've gone to work knowing that the amount of money I have for the next two weeks is the exact amount of money I need to go to and from work and I can do nothing else. Yep. And I feel like a lot of people have that experience, but to know that you don't have to do that. And if you just do the old 60, 20, 20, give them the razzle dazzle. The good 20, 20. You can make it. You can make it happen. So thank you. Yeah. I absolutely agree too. That I think this there's an opportunity here to really change the mindset within our the culture of the service industry. Mm-hmm. Um, again, just like leveraging our experience that we had during this pandemic and thinking about, you know, how bad it can be, and there's no excuse for it. And owning that and realizing that we can do better, 
it's mm-hmm. it is up to us you know we talk about excuse me collective bargaining and I mean that would be great but it's really up to us I have friends that are in unions and they are well taken care of they get great benefits and all of that I would love to see it <laughs> but it's less likely to happen you know it's more likely that restaurant groups are going to be open to and like I mentioned earlier the few that I've reached out to they're open for it you know it doesn't mm-hmm. cost them a thing to have someone come on and offer you know we're talking about going in and offering them you know uh, live seminars and speaking to, to all of their staff and mm-hmm. letting them, you know, just educating them, Financial Planning 101, giving them yes. giving them some education whenever they're going through their onboarding, whenever they come back to work after this. Mm-hmm. And letting them know, you know, this is what you have, this is what you can do, this is how you plan for retirement. I mean, putting it in their ear, mm-hmm. educating them, it becomes like the norm. People start to see like, well, this is what we're all doing. So mm-hmm. yes. Let's just, Are you I trying mean, to say this should be an SOP? I mean, a standard oh operating <laughs> procedure. <laughs> I think I well. absolutely, absolutely, yes. okay, agree. That's how you make people bend, build it in to yeah. their yeah. day to days. It's an SOP. Shit, we got to do it. I mean, <laughs> if that's what it takes, I would love. Hell that. yeah! I would Hell love yeah! Love that. Mm-hmm. And, Continue. But yeah, people were, they were here for it. And I think that especially, I mean, who knows what the reasoning I like to believe that they just really want to be helpful and take mm-hmm. care of their employees. But I think that, you know, it's going to be a competitive market out here whenever jobs open back up and you're yes. going to want to go back to places and they're going to have to show like, why am I going to come back to you? Exactly. You know, it's going to make their companies yeah. look great to be investing in your employees and making sure that you're just kind of giving them a little something extra and, you know, mm-hmm. and what better thing to give them than to give them a reason to feel like just as important as your management staff or your the the owners or whoever it is like don't just make people feel like they're disposable you know um i was talking to someone earlier about like you know my experience in leaving the industry and now i'm working with all these people that used to be you know doctors or attorneys or and whatnot and you know having imposter syndrome you know talking about you know like here like what am i doing here what's going on here you know you're you know, driving this Tesla, like the best life. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm just getting my bus pass out. You know? just, yeah. just trying to survive. <laughs> trying to survive. You know, but it's like, I imagine, you know, that that's probably a lot of the feeling that we have in the industry whenever mm-hmm. we are, you know, feeling less than or feeling like the people around us are kind of, you know, a different tier than where we're at. And that does play a role in how we plan for our, for our lives because we think that it's just something that, I don't know if it's, you know, not good enough for or that we're just not there yet. Like, it's just something that we just hold ourselves back for. It's an excuse. It's yeah. some excuse that's out there waiting to present itself to us. And we're like, yeah, that's it. But we don't have to do that. Right. We can yeah. actually say, nope, that's an excuse and take accountability <laughs> and make the change. And Why do I sound so sad? I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I'm I trying to that. commit to this the, this change. Yeah. I stuttered my way through it because I'm trying to believe it myself. Yeah. Like, no, you said it perfectly. <laughs> Excuses, because it could anything could be an excuse. I mean, I'd love again to have you know business owners commit and invest, but that's also an excuse. I mean, why is it on them? You know, there's there's nothing that they can give you and do for you that we can't do for ourselves. God damn, that's right. And either way, it's going to cost us. They're not the ones that's going to be paying for it. So, like, we need to do the work and and decide what's important to us. And, you know, all the fun stuff is all great. But there has to be a part of it, a part of us that 
takes it seriously as well. Well, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Reva, are you okay? Yeah. Okay. It just, it. this conversation is making me realize that, like, a lot of things... I, I like to say that things are easier said than done, but you're like, if you just do it, yeah, we can't. It'll be we can't fine. even let our minds go there because yeah. if we do, yeah. it's like, mm -mm, you'll. I'm you just know. gonna miss that exit and just keep yeah. going to the savings. Just start somewhere. Okay. I'm yep. working with someone that I mean, we're taking down to the bare bones of like, listen, the debt is real, the credit card debt is real, budget tight, like mm -hmm. surplus, non-existent. Credit, take credit score, please. Like, no. <laughs> Who that? But. Not we came out of it. We're coming out of it. We're working mm -hmm. small bits. I'm, I'm talking. It can be as simple as okay. Let's just commit. We're taking twenty dollars a week. Mm -hmm. Okay. He gets paid weekly, so I'm using that as an example. Mm -hmm. Take twenty dollars a week. You go to Starbucks all the time. You don't even, you're not even gonna realize that that's gone. Four savings we talk about, right? Just take it out. True. That alone is gonna, just giving him a goal of like, okay, by 2024, if you keep doing that, you'll have paid off this debt. Now. Breaking it down to bite size like that, and even though it's 2024, not that close, mm -hmm. but it's not that far it's also away. Not that far either. Exactly, mm -hmm. and it's a and it's achievable, and it's a goal that is set. Yeah, that's all I'm asking. Just set the goal, and then work towards getting there. Because if you didn't do that, 2024 will be here, and you still have that debt. Damn, because the debt's not going away. <laughs> it's not no. going no, away. No, it's not not going away. They're gonna make sure it doesn't go away. So, so we're just trying to get you to a place that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. So you're not just always every year focusing on getting something done, that there's actually some checking of the boxes. So the light at the end of the tunnel is like, so you're, you are representing the star in the tarot card <laughs> situation. I'm about to swing okay. it in there real quick. Okay. I was because say. okay. you like, we are walking around being like, this is a financial fucking struggle and how am I gonna make it out of this? And you are creating a space where if you literally just ask for help, yeah. you can receive it and there's a way out of it. And the star is like the North Star where when you're like feeling lost and confused, all you have to do is like look to this one point and you're like, oh yeah, that's like, this is the way home sort of, and you are mm -hmm. like creating this beacon for financial stability in a land of people walking around, not making direct eye contact and being like, <laughs> I can't do this <laughs> at all. But if you just make eye contact with young Rakita, <laughs> you too can know about financial wellness. I laugh, but literally that is everything. I couldn't have said it better. Yes. Yay! Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. and yes. Let's stop putting perfect. our heads down and look up and figure it out because it's not going to go away. We can't mm -hmm. just put it under the table and hope that it's going to be gone one day. And we want to have a better life. I mean, I assume. Mm -hmm. We don't. Yes. We want to yes. be able to live our best lives. And, you know, we work hard. You know, there's there needs to be a moment where you can put down whatever it is that you do for a living and just say to yourself, because of all the work I did in my past life, this is what got me to where I am now. Mm -hmm. My mom wants that for me real bad. But also, like, she's hella foreign and is living in Trinidad right now, living her best life, mm. not worrying about a goddamn thing. You know why? Because she had a 401k and a p pension and all that shit for the 30 years that she worked for the same one company. And now, like... We think that that's like a figment 
of the past and it doesn't exist anymore and here you are saying it does and it has always existed and we too can have that resource of saving our fucking money well, my yeah, mother like on the other hand evolved is well. not living her best life i mean she's 65 she's living on social security i mean and she didn't have any mm -hmm. kind of plan you know and my community growing up no one talked about that i mean you were happy that you got your bills paid on time and that you had a roof over your head I mean, and not even on time, like that you paid your bills enough that your electricity the, was still on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But like anything yeah. else, that's where it was at. So, you know, let's talk about that. So, security, that's not something that we don't know if that's going to be around for us, mm -hmm. you know, which is why it's even more important that we're thinking about these kind of things because there's not going to be, there's some people that I've asked, you know, the, the simple question, you know, what do you think about retirement planning? I don't know. I never really thought about it. Okay. So, when you get the, what do you think will happen if you get to a point where you're unable to work or you choose not to work or if you're just unable to work? I mean, let's yeah. just start there. What do you think is going to happen? Well, isn't there some kind of like government thing or something that's going to take care of me or something? Mm -hmm. Like, isn't that like, whoo, like that mm -hmm. we're even thinking that way? Right. And the, and the answer to that question is, I mean, no, <laughs> there is right. not some I've kind of like about bailout that. that's going to happen to you. But people just assume it's like a train of thought where you just think like come on now like everyone out here is not planning there must be some solution that's going to help me if i yeah. don't plan and the answer to that question is there is not some other like thing that's going to happen that's going to yeah. do it for us so it's really you know and i don't say that to like make anyone overwhelmed or terrify but, anyone it's yeah. just more of like an eye-opening like just like no one else is paying our bill for us yeah, now, right. they ain't gonna be doing it with that right, either. Most certainly not gonna it's be like when you realize if you don't wash your own laundry, no one's gonna wash it for you. Yeah, unfortunately, just like I remember that. that. Yeah. No, yeah. It's just, just like that. Well, I love this. This was. I'm enjoying this. I mean, I can go on all night. As God knows, yeah, it can't be yeah, forever. Yeah. But it, I want it to be. Yeah. I feel like we need to have like a, you know, I don't know, six months out, like, re, like bring it back in. Bring it back Post, in. Post-pandemic, hopefully, we're seeing that that's a thing that six months from now, we'll see. Let's hope. And, um, the 6 Yeah, just kind of revisiting it, where we're at. Like, let's let's try to try to stay on this high, if you will, of getting ourselves together, mm -hmm. together. Yes, together. And I feel like we should check in with each other as people, you know, accountability partners, you know, make sure that we're talking about this that. still, like, where mm -hmm. we're at, how can we get there? Okay, well, that's okay, girl. Like. You bought them shoes and you really needed it. That's okay. Next month, you're going to just try to save a little bit extra to make up for it. Okay. Mm -hmm. like, let's try to do that. You know, it's not about being hard on yourself mm -hmm. and make yourself feel bad. It's just, like I said, just have, try. I'm going to try. I'm, 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 I'm going to give it I'm gonna try the too. full try and not like the say, I'm going to do it. I'm going I'm to do it. That's it. Your, so your tries year, will become doing. Every year, I don't make resolutions, but, you know, it's December rolls into January, I always have to remind myself to commit to try. So yes, I love that the both of y'all just said that. Yeah. And okay. I like that too. And on that note, thank you so much. Yes, Rakita. Mm -hmm. And I identified with so many things that that you had mentioned. And I feel I feel like our listeners will also identify within themselves examples that that you've shared so thank you for being so open and yeah, and thank transparent you for having me this was awesome yeah and mm. just cheers cheers cheers, cheers. air cheers, air cheers. Air cheers. Air cheers. Air cheers. Air cheers. Air cheers.
Ting, 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 yeah, so ting. we're going to be enjoying our delicious Charles Heidsack champagne here in these beautiful glasses. These glasses make uh, me feel I like mean, I'm I, unprepared. This is imposter syndrome. Yes. In a glass. Yes. Right here. Mm-hmm. Right here. Like the way. How the did we get this- here? Don't know. We committed to the try. We committed to the. Oh, we committed oh. to the try. Yay. Here's to committing to the try. Committing to the try. Cheers. Cheers. And as they say in the furniture business, cheers. You're just like rolling in with that dad joke. Yeah, I like it. It's fine. It's fine. You know, so Rakita, where where can we keep up with with the haps and all the hot mm. gas? Where can we find you? Can we Honestly. follow you on things? Yeah. You can follow me. Well, I have a website, so it's rakita.web at nm.com. Okay. For Northwestern Mutual, that's the company that represents. Perfect. Uh, but yeah, she's she's running her own practice. I primarily focus on working with young professionals like yourselves, black business owners. I love I love working with families, people that are just merging the merging lives. You know, think about it. Sometimes as a couple, you're living your life separately. All of a sudden, you're together. Things have to change. We have to join those forces. The people in that way. But yeah, look me up. Reach out, myself and information and all that is on there. Perfect. And we can just brainstorm. And we'll also link you from the website yeah. and all of all of that. And this isn't the end. This isn't the end. This is only the beginning. I'm and looking forward to it, you guys. I really am. I think exciting. this year is, is our year and we are going to commit to the try mm-hmm. and work on getting ourselves together. And for, I feel like, the yeah. first episode to be recorded... In 2021, this is some good vibes. This is our yeah, first episode we're recording for this year. So you've set a like welcoming tone for this uh, journey forward. I Thank love you. that you guys are doing this. I yeah. think this is great. I, I'm looking forward to tuning in and seeing what else we're talking about. What I'm Thank like, you. this is going to be great. This is great. Mm. You know, we're hitting them with it. Okay? Yeah. That's, that's the old one, too. Yeah. Nuriba, would you like to close us out? Uh, my name's Nariba Shepard. Oh, come on. You can find me on... I'm just sad that it's over. <laughs> but okay. be happy I'm that be happy. it happened. Yes, okay. So. Hi, guys. We're going to log out right now. My name's Nariba Shepard. You can find me at Rebaru, R-E-B-A-R-U, Instagram. And that, that's what I got for you. That's it. All right, well. Love, peace, and chicken grease. All right, well, (laughs) again, shouts to y'all. I had a great time. Thank you, Justin. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you, Reba. Thank Thank you. you for coming.